Okay, so now we're going to actually open up for Q&A um, with Tisneem. Okay, perfect. I already said to you how impressed I am with your sermon. Uh, you did a fabulous job. You made it very listener-friendly, very clear, and I was very impressed by that. But my question is, and I've read the Quran. Do you consider the Quran uh, a living source? And the reason why I ask this early on, you, you talked about uh, a couple different times when killing was acceptable. And for someone like me who does not believe in the death penalty under any circumstances, uh, how does the Quran, or if it's a living document, how should uh, Muslims in general uh, let alone, based upon what the Quran says, uh, interpret that for today. Thank you for okay. It's Yay! Thank you for asking. So um, I'm a big fan of being critical. Um, I'm sometimes I'm also scared of being critical, but I'm also a fan of being critical. And there's a chapter in my book, uh, "Faith in Your Worldviews," and I actually talk about this quite a bit. Um, So there are two elements in the Quran. There is the content, and then there is the context. And I think it is referred to, a lot of Muslims refer to it as a book for all times, you know. So it is meant to be for now as much as it was when the Prophet um, first um, had the revelations. And the way to deal with it is to be really, to be, to take on the content with a lot of curiosity and say, where did this come from? What was the, what was happening at that time? You know, what does this really mean? What's the intention behind it? What's the history behind it? To be really, really curious with the content and then be really critical with the context. Um, because now the context is very different than what it was then. So something then, like, you know, there was no death penalty the way we understand it now then it was uh, stoning it was you know like things like that and so that's what's referred to in the Quran as appropriate um, um, responses to some very atrocious things so it's important to look at what you know so I think that's my answer did I answer your answer no Oh. oh, you want my opinion on it? How does the death penalty, yeah. So there are differences of opinion that you will find. Um, you know, there are so many different types of Muslims and different um, answers for that question. So I don't think you can get any one answer for all Muslims on that. Um, uh, you know, the context that Tasneem is talking about is really important. And you will find that, you know, Muslims living in the West um, will have a different opinion than Muslims living in another country or another um, culture, uh, cultural norm. But there are, um, you can find orthodox scholars that uh, have opinions for and against the, the death penalty. And um, a lot of the Quran is like that, where, um, you know, um, there is room for interpretation and room for growth on, uh, on certain issues. Hi. Uh, something else to consider, and this goes to the context uh, uh, thing, is 
what is in the Quran itself. So there's one particular verse that you're talking about or one particular you know, part of a verse. When you take any topic, it could be any topic, what you'd want to do is to take all of the verses, uh, all of the verses that appear in the Quran about that one topic so that you can actually get the Quranic, the full view. And this is something that not only those who are new to the Quran often don't know how to do or, for, you know, don't know to do, um, Muslims themselves often don't do that. So when it comes to a retribution for a killing, for example, Tasneem mentioned that there was a lot of tribal warfare and, and all of that. So that was the underlying context. Well, there's also verses in the Quran that specifically state that it is that forgiveness is actually better. And there is that concept of the yet, which is like uh, blood money, if you will, where the family or the tribe that created um, harm through the killing of another person offer some, something, you know, to the tribe or family that, whose family member is now no longer with them. So instead of an eye for an eye that we know from our, you know, those of us who come from a Christian background, um, you know, instead of that being the law, um, there in the Quran, there's always that encouragement towards a higher level of existence. And this goes back to what Tasneem was talking about. There you have, you're just doing the rituals and that's, you know, it's them, but then you have a sin where now you're practicing an excellence. So rising to that space of not needing eye for an eye is the sin. And this is also what is stated in the Quran. My name is Monica. I, I wanted to add something that I heard uh, Dr. Mayor Hatut say one time. He said, we have to think about at the time when the Quran was revealed, they didn't have prisons. So justice had to be immediate so that makes a difference also that was a very strong response i think from yeah. the circle today um and a very good question uh, there are just two things i wanted to add um i am by no means a scholar of islam at all i study the study of religion from a secular context um i think one of the most important things that was touched on today is that you know, the Quran is something that is like any holy book to be interpreted. So individuals that are against the death penalty will look at the Quran and say, Islam does not justify the killing of a human being. But individuals that feel justice comes in that form will look at the Quran and say, here's where I can find justification for that. So it's very hard to say from an Islamic perspective. Um, the other thing is, Hasna just taught me um, that the word hijab does not actually refer to a physical covering of your head, right? The word hijab means barrier. Um, and in just that way, sometimes we look at the Quran and we take things so literally that this refers to a covering of my hair when in fact it's referring to a value. It's referring to the way you carry yourself or the way, you know. So I think that that's another thing with interpreting the, the Quran specifically that I've come across um, that Hasna taught me. But yeah, so more questions. Any, any final thoughts before I know we're getting hungry, the tummies are rumbling, the, the smells wafting in from the truck? I really just have a comment. I, I think, Tasneem, you took us from here to here today. And it really, you raised the bar for me. I want to thank you for that. You know, the fact that you looked at the faith connection in so many different levels, and there is no right or wrong it's a, it's a stepping stool. You really, you, you get to the next level when you are at this. It's a, it's a struggle and it is a journey. And 
So I want to thank you. Okay, so um, we'll end with a couple duas. So, um, were, were there any requests? I didn't get any today. Yes. So, if we can raise our hands. Uh huh. So, if we raise our hands um, to receive the blessings, inshallah, um, as we pray for all of these people. Um, so, first, uh, Ya Allah, please help Anne's husband Joe find a halal job and um, that will provide them with. Um, halal income and blessings in this world and the next. Amin. Please, Allah, help Shireen, our videographer, and uh, her health, um, keep her healthy um, so that she can continue to do good in this world uh, and the next. And please um, help her achieve complete and a quick and complete recovery. Amin. Ya Allah, please, we ask you for. Uh, help with Kamal's surgery on his devi- deviated septum. Ya Allah, please let the surgery be the last surgery that he has to get um, and allow this uh, the surgery to finally give him health uh, for the rest of his life. Amin. Ya Allah, we ask you for for help with Illa Fulsam, um, for her health. Ya Allah, please her, give her uh, a quick and complete recovery. Amin. Um, also, D- Dr. Ingrid Matson um, is uh, a famous uh, Muslim scholar. Uh, unfortunately, her daughter just passed away. So we ask you, Allah, to grant her the highest level of Jannah uh, and to, um, to give her family peace uh, and strength during this time. Amin. Also, um, for those of you who know uh, Ami Darbo, she was our first board member and um, really was the first person I ever told about the women's mosque and told me to to go for it. Um, her her sister's daughter uh, unfortunately just passed away yesterday, and she was um, less than a year old um, and was very sick. Um, so we ask you, Ya Allah, um, to grant her peace um, and the highest level of Jannah to give her family um, the mother, the parents, um, the sisters, the whole family, peace and strength during this time. Amin. And then um, uh, if we could just recite Surah Fatiha for those who passed away. So I'll recite it in Arabic, and we can all recite it in Arabic together, and then I'll um, give the translation afterwards. So, a'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ar-Rahmanirrahim. Maliki yawmiddin. Iyaka na'abadu wa iyaka nasta'een. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem. Sirat al-lazina an'amta alayhim. Ghayra al-maqdubi alayhim. Walad dalleen. Ameen. In the name of God, the most grace, the most merciful, the most compassionate. All praise is due to God alone, the sustainer of all the worlds, the most merciful, the most compassionate. Lord of the day of judgment, you alone do we worship and you alone do we turn for help. Guide us on the straight path, the path of those upon you whom you have bestowed your blessings, not of those who have been condemned, nor of those who go astray. Amen. So thank you guys. Um, please help us clean up. Um, we need to put the chairs in the basement. We need a lot of help with that. And there are spiders down there, so it's scary. Um, and yeah, <laughs> brave souls who believe, have faith in themselves. Um, and we need help folding up 
the prayer mats. Um, and, and also, please turn in the surveys to Rida before you leave and um, purchase Super Smash Buns outside and purchase Tasneem's book that she has signed in the back.